Hey guys, how's it going? This is Ty Awesome Tyler Hastings, and you are now watching the Three Count Podcast. I'm in fashion, roll with cold passion. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Wintering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you out this mountain called wrestling. But by now, this is like episode 260-something. You should be just saying with me, I am your Sherpa. That's right. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And who's entering the ring today? You can find this man at SCPW, 1CW, VPW, ECWA, WWE, Outbreak, IPW, and Stan Styles, Intergender Bonanza. Stan, we will see you on the show soon. Don't worry. Okay. He is the one that Gravity does not remember because he simply can fly everywhere. He is known simply as Ty Awesome. That's me, man. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Hell yeah, man. I'm super hyped about this because I was like, you and I have kind of run in backstage in a couple different promotions now. And I was like, yo, I was like, I got to bring Ty on because he's always like fun. You're always like very respectful too, which is something like everybody's like respectful. But like for you, it's just you are a true definition of like a workhorse, but you're also very like humble about it too. And like you like to let, you know, obviously everybody else puts you over like a lot. Nah. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just another guy in the biz that's just trying to put in hard work just like everybody else, man that man but i gotta ask the first question man who is ty awesome um ty awesome as a character or ty awesome behind the scenes that why not both (laughs) um well behind the scenes my name is tyler hastings i'm a guy that's you know i'm just a chill guy from salisbury maryland uh who just works hard like everybody else you know just trying to you know live a happy life and do right um not, but Ty Awesome, Tyler Hastings, um, the character itself um, is something that I've come up with over the past like year. And um, I've been doing this for about eight and um, getting into uh, a heel persona. I wanted to change it up a little bit. So I became um, <clears throat> the guy with the supply, Ty Awesome, Tyler Hastings. And the guy with the supply can keep up with anybody. He's got all the tricks to the trade. He's got a high IQ, educated feet, not afraid to go high risk. Everything he does is high level. And that's what makes me the guy with the supply. I like it though. Cause it's fun watching you work and then like just watching you educate. Like, so as far as like your character goes, it's kind of like you cranked up to a hundred, but it is cool. Cause like in a ring, I could definitely watch you work and like, you do it all, man, between, like, chaining to just, like, big strikes, big moves, high-flying. You kind of, like, you're, like, this well-rounded dude of, like, knowledge to ask. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's something I, I like to be able to do. I like to see I can keep up with anybody, um, and that's part of my gimmick, you know what I mean? And and part of the way I like to wrestle, I like to go somebody uh, – I like to go against somebody, you know, toe-to-toe, you know what I mean? It's always a good way to battle somebody to show that you can keep up with the best. And that's where I think I excel the best too, is when I go toe to toe with somebody in their own style. So mm. I like that. Well, I got to ask them, what's your favorite style of like hitting? I mean, if I had to pick a favorite style, like of my own, um, it's, it's going to be the high flying style. That's what I fell in love with all day. Um, I grew up on the uh, 2005-ish era of the cruiserweight division. So like Paul London's, the Brian Kendrick's, 
um, Nunzio, you know, all those guys, you know, I, those are the ones that grew up on and those are the ones that had me believing. So that's the style that I immediately, um, you know, was drawn to. Um, I adapted with that style immediately. And with growing up on trampolines in my backyard, it was, it was already there, you know what I mean? So um, the high flying style is definitely, you know, probably my favorite style. Um, but I have a real extreme appreciation for, um, you know, like a British uh, world sport style. Um, and I, I've come to appreciate a lot of good technical wrestling lately. So those, those two styles I have a good appreciation for as long as well as with the high flying style. It is cool to see guys who are like very. So I, I agree. I love like watching high flyers. Although I'm not gonna lie, I'm not ballsy enough to do half the shit that like they can do and half the shit that you can do. But like as far as like technical in the ring work, man, like watching people like Brian Danielson or watching people like Zack Saber Jr. Or you're watching, you know, even Will Ospreay. Like he's really good like technical in the ring. But then you could even back it up, right? So we go in like the hearts, right? So whether it's Owen or Brett, and there's just so many good technical wrestlers you can watch as far as chaining goes. And it's I definitely enjoy like seeing a good technical match, even like Jonathan Gresham as well. You know, yeah. Also mentioning him because you know he is one of the greats. But like you watch all these guys and just the style that they can do. And I know a lot of people will be like, "Man, that's just so boring." That's because you don't understand it. And even if you do, and your leg is still boring, it's probably because you know you're missing half your brain cells. But I definitely enjoy watching good technical wrestling go back and forth because it's something that you can apply to. Like in real life, you could do it, shoot, or you could yeah. just, you know, have fun with it at work. <laughs> yeah. Wrestling's real at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Wrestling is a real sport. So it's something that comes along with it. Just have two people grapple and have a battle of strength and wit. You know, it comes to a certain appreciation, a, a game of chess, if, if you would. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, you're right. It is a. It's not a, the most appreciated style. It's definitely a methodical style. And, um, you know, it's an old school style for some people, but I mean, that, that's just how it is. You know what I mean? It's, it's not seen as much anymore. So when it is thrown in, it's, it's always got a spot on the card. Yeah, it's definitely fun. And then when you can find someone who is equally able to dance the way you're able to dance, like you can tell some pretty cool stories about like who's a little bit more experienced and who's like, you know, obviously like, better at aiming for different body parts right so it's like it's like brazilian jiu-jitsu to me like watching people who do bjj i just i get enthralled with right because uh one of my favorite people who was a was just amazing uh henzo like he used to say it all the time he's like uh when we're in neutral position we're going to go over to step one and then step two but we're never going to go back to step one we're just going to go to step three (laughs) and eventually to tap and i think about that all the time where it's like yeah I definitely wanted to move that way. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so how did you get into the sport, though? Um, well, when I was young, I grew up on uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So automatically, I was drawn to, you know, bright colors, uh, spandex suits, and, you know, all that stuff. So um, originally, it started with the love of Power Rangers, and then um, a buddy of mine, um, ended up introducing me to uh, SmackDown versus Raw, like the original one, um, when I was like ten. And then, like a week or two later, I started watching wrestling. And the very first uh, episode of Monday Night Raw that I watched was when John Cena got drafted to Monday Night Raw. So that was like my first experience. So 
you know, right after WrestleMania 21, definitely like big. I mean, the night after WrestleMania was was the thing. So, and I, I, it might not have been the night after. It might have been a couple nights after because I think it was a couple months after because I think he ended up doing the first, not the first blood, but I remember it being a really bloody match. It was an I quit match with JBL at uh, I think it was Judgment Day. I could yep. be wrong. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely, uh, definitely prime WWE, you know, good stuff. Both um, guys just gushing out, like just yeah, yeah, red. <laughs> yeah. You don't forget stuff like that. No. But uh, yeah, that's that's how I got into WWE or uh, wrestling, you know, so. No, that's awesome, though. I, I think about it, too, where like it, it's funny to see like your first love was Power Rangers. So I'm just I need to know, like. Which set of Power Rangers are we talking like OG Power Rangers? Or are we talking about like a different? Yeah, def- definitely Mighty Morphin is what I grew up on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I grew up on Mighty Morphin all the way up to like I think Dino Thunder was like mm-hmm. the last one that like I remember like I had like on like a cassette. If people remember what those are, not cassette, but VHS. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Still having to rewind it back to watch. Yeah. I remember, uh, I remember like coming home from school, and it was like the week of my birthday, and they debuted Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So I got to watch the very first episode, like the week of my birthday, and I was so excited, like uh, seeing the, I forget the pig's name, but the pig was like the first boss, like I was introduced to, and then after mm-hmm. that was like I guy. <laughs> yeah, those are classic ones, man. Those, right. are, those are the real good ones. Yeah, Power Rangers is definitely my first love. I'm rewatching the rewatching them again, so they're definitely good. And then what's cool, right? You apply like when you watch it, you apply it to your character, and then you start doing the stuff that we do. Yeah, you know, it's always been that way, you know. So I mean, that's that's what I grew up on. I I wanted to be a Power Ranger, and this is the closest to a real life Power Ranger I could get. So <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, well then, let me know because uh, we all have these. So I just need to know what yours is. What's the worst bump you've taken? Mm, worst bump I've taken. I don't know. I mean, they all, they all hurt. <laughs> they all hurt. Um, but I mean, I remember taking a, a bump to the outside when I first started back in, um, man, that was probably 2016. Um, I think I was doing a Rana to the outside and the one, the guy went one way and I went the other and I went back first on a gym floor. I remember that wasn't good. I remember it hurt the next day pretty solidly. Um, that's probably the worst bump that I've ever taken. Um, yeah, probably that. Yeah. <laughs> it always seems like, uh, like the Rana spots are always like the one that happens. Right. Cause even like talking with like TJP, he was talking about the time that he went for a Rana spot to the outside and it's something that he normally does and he usually gets it. And the one time that he missed it, he almost landed on his neck and oh. it was like, Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, he goes, I remember walking to the back and I think it was Regal. It might've been Regal and it might've been uh, Kevin Dunn. One of the two of them said, uh, yeah, don't do that again. He's like, I won't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely high flying stuff. And I, I was way too green at the time to do it. So me and the other guy were both way too green to do it. So we should have <laughs> knew our role, but you know how it is the life of a performer. You just want to put it out there. And we had drove driven four hours and it was like one of the farthest shows me and that guy ever went to. So we, we wanted just to make it worth it. I got it. So what's your, uh, since you're talking about driving four hours to a spot, right? What's your, what's your go-to post, uh, 
post-show meal? Uh, post-show meal? I mean, it varies. I mean, usually I, I don't do a post-show meal. Usually I just I go home. But if I do, I mean, uh, I usually get Wawa on the way up. Uh, Wawa is usually a good go-to. Um, usually on the way back, it varies. You know what I mean? If, if I do get anything at all. Um, cause usually I'm just stuck in my phone. Adrenaline rush is a, is a different thing with me. I have a match and I talk to my dad about it cause you know, my dad films, you know, just, just about every show that, um, I go to, he'll end up mm-hmm. filming for, um, and he, um, you know, he provides for the indie wrestling that way, you know what I mean? And, uh, he helps me out tremendously. So, I mean, um, we'll, me and dad will usually catch up, you know, on the ride home. And uh, we'll talk about the show. So usually we don't really stop. But if we do, I mean, it's probably going to be Wawa again. <laughs> it, we usually do. That's how it is. Because I'm not that I'm picky, but I mean, I, I can just only eat certain things while I'm on the road, I guess. And mm. yeah, that's one thing I've trusted typically is Wawa. So yeah, thank you. Right. Shout out to Wawa. <laughs> Sponsor yes. me. I need it. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so eight years, right? I uh, just need to know what's like one of the hardest lessons you've learned so far. Um, you know, don't take it too seriously. You know what I mean? Um, I remember when I first started, and not even first started. I remember like when I first did did a first accomplishment, like a, like a first really big goal, and I remember feeling on top of the world. Well no matter what you're sharing a locker room with somebody else, it's never all about you. Just remember that you all are in a locker room together. You know, we're both here to, we're here to give, you know what I mean? Not take from one another, unless we're in the ring. We give, we give as baby faces and we take as heels, you know, that, 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 that's the only time we, we want to take from one another. So it's not always about one person. It's a shared thing. So that's one thing to always, uh, you know, be reminded everyone wants to get their shit in. You know what I mean? That that's a common thing that I know you've heard. Everyone wants to get their shit in, um, but share the ring. You know what I mean? We 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 share this ring. Um, you know, there's stories to be told uh, in the ring if it goes one way or another. You know, some promoters will be like, "Oh, I want it. Oh, this guy to be eighty percent the entire match," but the, you you can have twenty percent. And sometimes we have to bite the bullet on that as performers. I mean if it's higher level stuff, sometimes you got to do that kind of thing because some promotions that are higher level, they'll require you to have a story um, and they have a story and there's reasons that they have to tell it. And that's just how the business works. Um, so don't always be discouraged if you're on the bottom end of a uh, storyline or in a match. Cause it's not always, you know, someone trying to bury you. It's not always that um, I tell people this all the time as a baby face, my biggest wins have been losses. Um, that's a huge thing. I have lost so many matches that I leave with applaud, like people applause, you know what I mean? So, which is gaining people's not only sympathy, which is what you're kind of trying to get, but um, you gain their respect, you know what I mean? To take an ass whooping and get up after. So that's a huge thing. Um, and sometimes getting up after a fight means you're not done. And that's what the fans want to see too. So don't always take a loss as something uh, negative because it's not always uh, losing. Uh, like I said, some of my biggest wins were losses. Um, so those are just a couple of things. Um, oh, and slow down. If you think you're going slow, go slower. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's one of the uh, nice things that I've learned. I used to be really fast when I first started out. And 
uh, slowing down the pace just makes it easier on not only the crowd, but your partner. Um, so yeah, just slow it down. Um, you know, that's just a few things, you know, that I've learned that usually stay in mind. I like that though. Cause it, what's, what's funny is, uh, we had, there's a bunch of points in there you made. I just want to kind of touch on a couple of them too. So like mm. we were in training, uh, last week. Right. And I was, talking to the new guys and they're, and we're doing roles and I'm just taking my time doing each role. Right. And then these kids are like getting roles in to get up. They're all dizzy and stuff, disoriented. And obviously that's the point of being able to do roles. Also just understand where ring placement is. So I just started telling them, I was like, yo, just slow down. And they go, well, but then they go, well, we are going slow. I was like, then go slower. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. People people think that everyone's moving so fast on TV, but they're not. They're pacing themselves and they're doing it properly, not just jumping to the role. So yeah, yeah. but you are right. That is just to get them all dizzy and woozy. That's what it's all about. <laughs> You'll see me rolling at pre shows, just roll, 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 roll. That way, it's just it's, it's all over with. <laughs> <laughs> like for me, it's usually when I get in. Like I like to get in the ring and like hit rolls and stuff like that right off the bat, and just kind of learn from what everybody else is doing. It was cool. I got to uh, – I was in a ring with uh, Evander James. Um, I love him. Great yes. dude. I'm going to see him in a couple weeks. <laughs> and we were uh, we were just – we were in Massachusetts at, the, at Wrestling Open, and uh, he was doing roles and stuff like that. And I was learning new roles from them. Like, mm-hmm. and, he, and I was like, yo, like I'm familiar with a lot of these roles, but then they were teaching me how to hit like certain roles that I had never hit before. Yeah. And it was really cool to be able to sit back and just kind of learn from everybody's favorite teacher. And yes. uh, yes. yeah, those oh. House of Glory guys, they're a different breed, man. I've wrestled yeah. uh, Monte, and I'm going to see him in a couple weeks. I've wrestled uh, Caveman, different breed. I mean, they all train with Red, you know what yes. I mean? Amazing Red. So, I mean, that's one of the best wrestlers to ever, you know, grace a squared circle. So, yeah, great guys. I love Evander James, too. Super nice guy. Very first time we met him, we, we hit it off really well. So every time we see each other, it's almost like a reunion. We've only, like, seen each other four or five times, but it's like a brotherhood. You know what I'm, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. you, know, like, so you see a couple guys, it's like, oh, my dude, yes. Because especially because I'm from Maryland and he's from New York. So he goes to shows all the time. And, right. But but we've crossed paths enough that it's like, dude, my bro. Yeah, Evander James is awesome. I can't wait to see me. Uh, Montekia either. Yeah, it was funny is like I went to so I went to a couple I went to Massachusetts and like I was like up there and I was like I'm not really gonna know anybody, so I'm just gonna have to learn and make friends really quick, right? And then I saw Evander walk in and I remember meeting Evander at SWF a couple years ago and then I ran into him again at I forget what other show we were at, but I was like, Hey, what's up? And he was like, Hey, what's going on? And then uh Diego shows up and so I was like, What's up? And me and Diego were talking back and forth. And then after that, um, is, uh, Tyree Taylor, who's one of my uh, one of my uh, one of my mentors, he ends up showing up. Brett Ryan Goslin. So there's a whole bunch of people just start rolling in. I was like, Oh no! I was like, I know all you guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's always good. And I was like, I'm from Maryland too. I was like, Also, I'm popping up in Massachusetts, seeing friends of mine. I was like, This is kind of cool. That is awesome. Especially when. Um, one of my friends who I've only met on the podcast. I never met him in real life. His name's Justin Del Rio. He has a show called uh, Yeah, yeah, Nerds of Wrestling. Yeah, Nerds of Wrestling. And then he just popped up, and they uh, we didn't even plan it. And also, I was like, "Yo, what's up, Justin?" He was like, "Holy shit, Cliff, you're here!" <laughs> Super cool. Another nice guy. Yes. Um, but let's go. Let's talk about this, right? So, 
as far as people getting into the business, what kind of advice would you give to up and coming wrestlers? Go to school, <laughs> go to school. Don't, don't, uh, I mean, you hear the, the, the cliche people start in the yard and it's, it's true. People do, you know, I did it, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, it's not something I'm afraid to, you know, talk about, but, um, you know, it's something I got out of really quick, which I'm really grateful for. Um, I only did it for six months and got the hell out. <laughs> so, um, and, it's, and it's very important because you just have to keep one another safe. You know what I mean? And, you know, just get training. Uh, don't give up. Um, I know with a lot of my students right now, um, they never, I wouldn't say my students cause they're not my students. It's the school that I'm a part of. I'm just, um, you know, one of the higher levels there, you know what I mean? I, yeah. So, um, but anyway, the students there, um, you know, some of them haven't even had coaches before, so they don't know what it's like to be coached. So they go through like, um, you know, have you ever had a coach that is hard on you, but he's just doing it to actually just kind of get through your head and kind of get you in the game. And, you know, sometimes it's discouraging, but he's doing it not to break you, but to, but to mold you. Um, and that's how Mark Haro is. Sometimes he can really be like that, not, all the time but if he can tell that you're kind of slacking a little bit or you need to get your head in the game he's not afraid to you know tell you that and a lot of our students you know you know they they have learned not to get discouraged but to take that and make it you know what i mean and, and that's something that i've always lived by is prove people wrong prove you can do it right you know what i mean so um never feel discouraged and you can always learn from mistakes um you know take your time you know what I mean? This business hurts, <laughs> you know, take your time, learn as much as you can. Um, travel while you're young, you know what I mean? Get, get as much as you can out while you're young. Um, people get in the business late, no big deal. Um, people get in the business late and make it, you know what I mean? Look at Batista. He did it. Um, Diamond Dallas page. He did it too. So, uh, it's definitely possible. Um, so, um, some people think this is unattainable, um, never set yourself back. Everything in this life is attainable. If you set your goals, right. Um, you know, never, uh, never say die. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, uh, when I was in this business, I was 19 and I was always afraid of being the little guy, you know what I mean? But that's something that little guys have to get over real fast. And, um, you know, I, I've faced guys that are three times my size, uh, nine times out of 10. Um, thankfully I've grown in height. So I'm a, I'm a little taller now. I'm six foot. So I'm able to keep up a little bit in height. Um, but I still face giants in this business. Um, so don't be afraid to fight the bigger dude either. I, I know guys who are smaller than me who are like, oh, I don't want to wrestle the big dude. Nah, man, that's your fight, man. You're David versus Goliath. One of the biggest fights you can do. Prove people wrong. Um, so don't be afraid. You know what I mean? Step out of your comfort zone. Um, other than that, just, just get in this business, right. Find a good teacher, not just, a. I mean, you can find teachers, but once you get a good teacher, you, that's when your stuff will get crisp. So yeah. those are what I would probably recommend to the newer guys starting out. I definitely like that. You know, just find someone like, you know, like as far as like my trainer, like he's very, like, he's always like in my business, but he's always there because he's like, he's one of those nurture kind of people. Uh, but he knows like how to get the best out of people, which is kind of cool. 
And then like, he asked me to go and help with training. So I'm kind of like in the same boat as you are. But then like, I'm kind of like the opposite where I'm just kind of like, I'm all, I ain't go front. I try to be nice. I'm a hard ass at times because I'm like, yo, like, listen, like, we're trying to teach you things to be safe because at the end of the day, that's what this business is. is you got to be safe for your partner as well as yourself. And mm-hmm. like, some people think I like take it too hard and they actually have to go and tell, <laughs> tell my trainer yeah. like, hey, something's wrong with Cliff today. And they're like, no, 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 he no. So, he's telling you. Yeah. Everyone has different learning styles and teaching styles are the same, you know, and I mean, everyone's got their own teaching style. I joke and laugh all the time. So that's usually how I teach until I get upset. But I typically don't get upset because, you know, I've I've been in those people's footsteps before of not understanding and stuff like that um, and people not believing in me. So I guess I kind of hold that to a different standard. Um, at least I've been there. Yeah. Um so I always have a little sympathy for the the new guys, but but I, like I said, I, I'm not teaching, but I dem- definitely am one of the higher people there. Uh, Mark Haro's the trainer. You've met Mark. Me and him fucking wrestle in the ring all the time uh, before shows, just to you know get loose. And uh, great guy, really has done a great job, not only uh, with my in ring but my mental. Um, so really good dude. And he's helped me a lot. And I'm glad I'm, he says I help him all the time. I'm just grateful to do that. So. Yeah, I definitely like Mark. Mark's such a, like a dude I can just sit back and like, you know, you can pitch like just ideas that you have and he can like help grow and crisp them and like sharpen them up so that they just look, they just stand out. And that's why I really, I'm like, yes, Mark is one of those dudes I definitely appreciate. Yeah, always. Hey, so eight years in the business, as we've mentioned before, but I got to know, because you've been in a lot of different locker rooms, so I need to know, what is one do and one don't of the locker room? One do, shake everybody's hand. Everybody's. That's one of my big things. Um, even the women, even the, the sound guys, even the camera guys, you know, because um, these are all your partners. Uh, camera guys, you know, befriend them because so, they make you look good. Sound guys, make sure, you know, you're cool with them because they're make sure your music's played just right. Um, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, we're all a brotherhood. It's important to meet everybody because you never know who's going to get picked up. So it's always important to shake everybody's hand because we're all getting in that ring and we're all hurting ourselves. Um, this is something we all have dedicated our lives to. So shake everybody's hand. All the men, women, anybody, whoever steps in the ring. Uh, and whoever's a huge hand, you know what I mean? Shake everyone's hand. Um, one don't, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, if I was to say, like, I would say, don't, don't mark out for yourself in the back. Um, that's one thing I would say. No one likes that. Um, that's probably something that I used to do when I was young. Um, I used to be like, oh, that was great. This is great. And, you know, just, it might be that, um, you know, talk about with your partner and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, just remember, you know, we're all doing this, you know, we all are make sure you go to and watch matches when you can and tell other people when they're doing really good. That's a, that's a do, um, you know, a lot of don't should be, you know, kind of normal. Don't leave your locker room a mess. That's probably the biggest one for me, you know, clean up after yourself always. Um, yeah, that's about it. So. I like it. Especially that last one about cleaning up after yourself. Like, 
you're an adult. And also, it's in the name, professional wrestler. Be a professional. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be that guy or yeah. girl. <laughs> don't be that person. <laughs> just <coughs> Exactly. I've been in a couple locker rooms, and I'm just like, bruh, it smells like straight ass in here. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, wash your gear, too. Yeah, wash, wash your gear. Yeah, wash your gear. <laughs> well, listen, those are all the heavy-hitting questions that I have for you, but we got to get into the second-best segment because you're probably trying to figure out what's the first. It is, there it is, the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show, but this is the three-count podcast, 10-count questions, and Mr. Awesome, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Whatever's your answer, that's your answer. So... We're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! In the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? Uh, The Outsiders. Android or Apple? Apple. Favorite cartoon? Mm, God dang, that's a tough one. Uh... Regular show. Okay. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Favorite actor? Mm, God, man. I don't I don't really watch too many movies, so it's kind of tough. Um, I don't know. Tom Holland. I don't, I don't know. He, he I, was I was like, we can make it easy. I was like, oh, I like Tom Holland. I yeah, he's not bad. Jason David Frank. What's that? <laughs> yes, and Jason David Frank. Yeah, he's not bad either. No, he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> Don't worry, Tommy. We got you. Uh, <laughs> Sonic or Mario? Oh, man. I guess I'd have to go with Sonic. I grew up on Sonic before Mario, but I love them both. Okay. Favorite podcast? I don't really watch or listen to podcasts too much, so I'll pick the Three Count Podcast. And it's not like we don't have this branded everywhere, like right there. <laughs> And right here. <laughs> uh, last, uh, my last, next two questions. Nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. If I have to pick somebody, I want to, I want to pick somebody from the one CW roster, um, just because you're more familiar with them. Um, you should have Rico Hendricks on your podcast if you haven't already. Yeah, Rico has definitely been on this show. <laughs> okay, well, if not Rico, then I would have to say, um, man, I'm I'm the worst at on on the spot things like that. <laughs> I am. I'm the worst at it. Um, have you had Miles on? So I have had Miles on, and fun fact for those who are paying attention. Uh, Miles is actually coming back for his second round episode, which is actually really cool. So you guys will be seeing that in the future. Okay, then you need to have Sean Carlson on your show. <laughs> bet, 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 bet. Yeah, um, all right, and my last of my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show. Favorite curse word? Oh, fuck. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, fuck. a good F-bomb is all you need in life. Yeah. <laughs> bet. Well, those are all my questions. So the last thing I need from you is to let all of our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, Tyler Hastings or Ty Awesome. You can look at either one. Um, Instagram, Ty Awesome. Twitter, Ty Awesome Pro. I'm on TikTok at Ty Awesome Pro. That's a new one for me. Um, I got a lot of shows coming. Now,
Um, I have one CW, like I said. I got Eastern Shore Pro Wrestling. I got Valor Pro Wrestling. I show that it's going to have Rob Van Dam, uh, Alberto Del Rio, uh, Santino Morella, Dirty Dang. I've got a lot of people on that show, so it's going to be really hype. Um, I got two out of three falls with Rhett Titus coming up, which is really cool. Um, I got something special coming up in October. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff, man. Things are good right now. I'm very grateful. Um, so yeah, man, I'm wrestling in, in Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, you, you name it. You know, things are good right now. 2020 has been my best year in a while. And I, I thank God for everything. And, um, I thank my dad for everything. I always make sure to thank my dad because without him, uh, and his support, uh, I wouldn't be where I am. Uh, so there you go. Um, you know, I'm just blessed right now, dude. I mean, I, I trained with Mark and Jay Briscoe on Wednesday, which I, I've, I've done for years, but, you know, it was just a really good, healthy thing for me. And things are good right now, man. Things, you know, I just, I can't thank life enough. I can't thank God enough. I can't thank my girlfriend enough. I can't thank anybody. I can't thank you enough. You know, the little people who, you know, are there for me along the way, I'm just very blessed. And, you know, so I got really emotional there at the end, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, so that's where I'm going to be. Bet. Well, there you have it. He gave you all his handles. He told you where you can find him and even told you about some things that are going on in the future and what he's grateful for, which is definitely appreciated. But <laughs> that means that we have to do our favorite thing in every wrestling match. Take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like before, like I said, it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And who's entering the ring? You see him right there. It is Ty Awesome, Tyler Hastings. And you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there or... You're subscribing to our YouTube channel. You're subscribing and following us on all of our social media platforms. You're buying our merch on ProWrestlingTees.com for slash three count podcast. I don't know why you guys aren't writing this down. Or you're just waiting for this episode and you're waiting for that outro. And then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want you to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.